0: If I have warnings, Kathy, because danger is my middle name.
1: <laughs> Who are you? Double O seven?
0: I am Count Danger Bucky. That just doesn't sound right at all. God damn it.
1: Count Double O seven.
0: Count Double O seven. It sounds like a really bad, bad math equation. That's you. <laughs> I am a bad math equation, god damn it. I am the anomaly. I've been watching Matrix for the last couple days. And so now I'm all like ones and zeros and little things. I am Neo, Kathy. We are the anomaly. The Church of Cock is the anomaly. We are in this matrix of sheep, and we are here to break the know. system. We are the you. You're the architect. How do you no.
1: go from James Bond
0: to the Matrix? Well, because I don't, I'm not that into <laughs> James Bond. I'm more into. So you're. I'm the architect. And you're the oracle, but I want to be Neo, but I don't want to fuck Trinity because I wasn't that into Trinity. I was more into like the Viramingians or the Miravingians chick because she looked hot in the in the second one. And then there was a lot of other hot chicks, but I don't want to no, dance.
1: I, I'd rather I'd rather go back to James Bond. I either want to be Money Penny or Pussy Galore.
0: Okay, Pussy Galore is pretty cool. But goddamn it, Kathy! You know what's really important, <laughs> besides the fact that we are the Love leaders, it. the mom and dad of the Church of Cock, which you are now on. If you are on Perverted Podcast, if you are listening to Perverted Podcast for the first time, welcome, my children, to the Church of Cock, Church of Consensual Kink. That is I, Catherine, Elder Catherine. <laughs>
1: Why do you have to call me elder?
0: Well, because elders and deacons and it's just a a title in the church. It doesn't mean like, of course, if we were a Mormon. Wait a minute. None of this shit matters. This is show 300. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, fireworks motherfucker! Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the... Kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion!
1: <laughs> Recording live tonight on our 300th show, I'm Kathy.
0: I am Count Boogie, and God damn it, Kathy, the excitement of my day, besides 300 episodes in a row. And we got a fun show, some listeners sent in greetings, we're gonna play a lot of those, and I'm just looking forward... Kathy! Uh-huh. <laughs> This morning, I knew it was going to be a good day because I pulled into storage to get ready for the show. And I'm eating my sandwich where I take scissors and I cut a loaf of, you know, sourdough bread in half. And I poke sandwich meat in it. And I have, like, horseradish mustard and that's an avocado. And I was eating that. And I'm like, this is a good sandwich. I'm getting ready for the day. And then all of a sudden I hear squawk, 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 squawk. And I'm like, what the hell is that? It sounds like a whole herd of birds chirping. And I look in front of me, Kathy, and just like the Oracle from The Matrix, it was a sign, Kathy, that we are on the right path. Because right in front of me, while eating my sandwich, preparing mentally for show 300, a perverted podcast, there it was in front of me, a sparrow gangbang. A what? Sparrow gangbang, Kathy. There was like fucking eight sparrows all trying to fuck this one sparrow. And they were just losing their shit. Squawk, 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 squawk. And I'm just eating my sandwich watching the the Sparrow gangbang happening. And I'm like, wow, man, she should be, like, using her claws and just, like, reaching around. There's so many of them trying to get on this one. And then one was stuck inside of her, Kathy. And so they're all trying to get in. But then I realized maybe it's not a Sparrow gangbang. It actually looked like one of those sex parties where, like, two people actually fuck. And then, like, 20 desperate guys, like, try to get as close as they can and jerk off around it.
1: I think you've been to too many of these orgies if, <laughs> yeah. if you if you say that. Wait. Well, okay. So I have to get an actual image in my head. Were you sitting there... Calmly chewing just, your sandwich, just watching it go down. That is exactly I can, that I can see. That is exactly what I was. I like. just saw, huh? Sparrow
0: gangbangs. They're they're going. I'm like let's this. Look. This doesn't really look consensual. But <laughs> well, let's sit
1: here and watch what she, happens. Well, what am
0: I gonna do? I'm gonna go. Hey, you guys, cut out nature. Stop it. Stop nature. Come to the Sparrows' aid. Stop nature. <laughs> Stop doing the thing. Like, And I thought about that. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I just start biting into my sandwich. I'm like,
1: I don't know. Let's see how this unfolds. <laughs> All right. Now, now, be honest, okay? I'm going to ask you a question. You ready? Uh, I'm ready. Was somewhere in your mind the thought of, eh, she was probably asking for it? <laughs>
0: I was not victim blaming. And who knows? I don't know if this was birds, you know, consensual non consent. I don't know if she like set up a, like, was one of the sparrows that was jerking off trying to get in there. Was that her like daddy dominant that had arranged the gangbang, you know, to kind of make sure that everything kind of goes okay? Because, you know, consensual non consent can look uh, non consensual. I don't know. I'm
1: just saying, maybe she enjoyed it for all we know.
0: All I know is she flew away with a smaller sparrow stuck in her. And that was the <laughs> end of my entertainment. Ew. <laughs> Ew. And I'm like, well, there they go.
1: <laughs> Choo-choo. <is> so disgusting.
0: <laughs> Bite into my sandwich. So sparrow oh. gangbang. So that's the thrill that I got before I went to prepare for the show, Kathy. What? What did you do this week? Did you get in some sort of creative explorer? Did he squawk and, uh, you know, stick his appendage in you?
1: Yes, he, well, he didn't squawk. There was no flapping of feathers. Yep. But he, he did stick his appendage in me. Nice. Yes. And I had, I did. Okay. So this was on Saturday. I spent the weekend with him and I got me some dick on Saturday. It was good. Good, good. And then, um, Sunday rolls around, and because he had been up early and I had been up late, neither one of us had gotten enough sleep. So halfway during the day, uh, we took a little nap. Well, I took a nap, and then he came in and lied down next to me. Or, and uh, I was, even though I was tired, I'm all, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit randy. <laughs> oh,
0: behave!
1: <laughs> it's a good thing I brought my lilo Siri vibrator because creative explorer the big lump he's just lying there sleeping so i reach over and i i turned it on and i realize he's he's kind of half sleeping and so when i realize he's awake i said do you mind if i masturbate is this going to bother you and he's all no go ahead
0: <laughs> oh the romance
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. there's no romance hey. the romance <laughs> is gone man it's- it flew away like it
0: had wings. Hey, man. if I jerk my meat flaps next year, is that going to bug you, sleeping beauty? Nah, <laughs> fuck it.
1: Ways I hate. If he had snored, I would not have even been surprised, but I you know, it's like before, if this had been like three years ago, I probably would have been very self-conscious. But now I'm like, you know, I've heard him fart in front of me. I've, I've seen him do all kinds of disgusting shit. I, I, I've, I've watched his splooge just squirt out of him. I, I think that I am okay masturbating in front of him. But Hear, hear. I had the th- yes, but I did. I had a kind of a sad thought because I, this is pretty pathetic, actually. I thought. There is a guy next to me. I am feeling a little randy. Maybe I could ask him to fuck me. I mean, I know that's a crazy thought. Uh-huh. It's insane. It's
0: the audacity. I,
1: and I thought, I can't believe that in all the time he and I have known each other, I've never instigated sex because it's it's very much a part of the dynamic where he just takes what he wants. And I absolutely love that. It really gets me you know, excited. It's great. But in all the time we've been together, I've never instigated. And I actually felt a little self-conscious about doing it. And I'm like, huh, that's unusual. If it had been any other relationship, I wouldn't have had any trouble asking for it. But this is a new one for me. I, I think I'm going to have to find a way to, as the submissive, say, you know, hey, can you fuck me and make it sound submissive? I, I don't know. I got to find some way of making it happen. Show 300 challenge for Kathy! <laughs> This pussy so ain't gonna pathetic. fuck itself,
0: motherfucker. I don't know, when not you just sparrow gangbang? Just sparrow gangbang. Sparrow <laughs> gangbang, flap <laughs> your wings on my shit, motherfucker! <laughs> You'll start flapping your labia on his dick. Squawk,
1: squawk 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 squawk.
0: You'll grab it with your I mean can't you just like kinda you know start getting I... him hard? Can't you just like reach over and be like, I'm just gonna play with this dick?
1: Alright, I I wasn't gonna tell you this part of the story, oh. but he was kind of lying half asleep, and at some point I gave up masturbating because I had all these fucking thoughts in my head. Oh! And, and I did uh, turn over and come up on him and start sucking his dick, thinking maybe that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Well, there are two things that will, while I'm sucking his dick, that will make it go soft. One is that he's thinking about shit, and I can always tell because he's wide awake and his dick starts to go soft and mo what the fuck are you thinking about? Because his it's like blood has to go either to his penis or to his head. And when he starts thinking about some fucking computer problem, his dick gets uh... soft. Or he falls asleep.
0: <laughs> please say.
1: And <laughs> please, Yes. Please. He fell asleep. Oh God can't I know. He's so horrible. Well, this isn't working. I got to find another way of telling him I want him to fuck Uh, me because uh, it's just uh, uh, sideways. My life is pathetic. I'm telling uh,
0: you. Oh, pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. I keep putting it out there. We got to (laughs) bring him in. We need Kathy some dick or vet. Now we're we're on vag patrol again because she's molesting fucking flowers and breaking them. (laughs) <laughs> Which, by the way, for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, Kathy now is so desperate for vagina that she actually rubs flowers until they break. And just
1: not like just any flower,
0: just like I told you I would, because you were like, oh, you know, a f- vagina that's not fragile. Remember my Michelle? Oh, and you just play with my Michelle. You're damn right. I called her the next day. <gasps> You
1: are, is that why I received a text from her yesterday <laughs> saying, Hey, hey, you want to molest my labia? I know I'm all, why did I get this fucking email from her out of the blue after months of just no contact? Boogie, I swear to God,
0: you swear to God, if you pass this up, you suck, you suck balls. I pimp ah. this for you. She likes you, you like her. You like her vagina, you have zero reasons to this, not Where are we going to do her.
1: this? She's got kids at her place, and I have no place. You know what?
0: Work, those are details. I, you guys chip uh, in. Go on fucking Travelocity or whatever those fucking sites are and chip in 25 bucks each and get a motel.
1: I am a 55 year old woman who has nowhere to have sex if it's not at Creative Explorers. Chip,
0: I just said, did you just ignore you ignored it. I'm not spending money like
1: that. Where are we going with this conversation?
0: 25 bucks. 20 if you guys both chip in 25 and 25, you get a motel, you have a nice night, oh, you bring some sandwiches, some you fucking lice
1: infested oh, motel. You are I don't just think a so.
0: piece of work, aren't you? Every bit of <laughs> denial. You are not fooling anyone. You are afraid. You want something so bad, but you're
1: a... F- God damn it, Kathy. What? You know, I am not you who's willing to have sex between a shower curtain boogie.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm taking... I'm a, I'm a motel?
1: A <laughs> motel. Do you
0: want me to chip in your 25 bucks? Because I'll do it. Oh my God. I'll do it. Just so Let's you can have on. an experience <laughs> that is different well, she, from Creative Explorer, which is a good experience. I am
1: getting, I am getting together with her in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to have breakfast together. Okay. And uh, I will try and um, maybe get uh, some sort of little play event going. Okay. Are you happy now? Because I live to make you happy, don't I? You
0: should because you sure ain't making yourself happy. Oh, snap! I oh said it. God. I said it.
1: That I'll just I'll just blow, friend dom you. Blow, man! I will I will friend dom you. I, which I, I in, okay? No, whatever. I don't
0: think so. Whatever. Fine. Oh, let's move on.
1: A happy
2: three hundredth episode. Wee it's wicked i love how this show makes me smile and laugh and get a little bit wet i'm narashiko the fixtuk, and i always love how honest the podcast is and quite frankly how frank the hosts are with each other
1: switchers fixing here
2: what i love about perverted podcast is you guys always tackle situations in real time you run through things you change your mind on things and you're not scared to leave it in for us all to hear that everybody's journey is unique. Hi, Boogie. Hi, Kathy. It's just a little old Garbage Gamel here to say congratulations on 300 episodes in the bag. Thank you for all the laughs and shenanigans, the stories and experience, the relatability and the sense of community, and for pouring so much of yourselves into what you do. Looking forward to what the future holds for the show. Love you guys. Keep being awesome.
0: Wow, 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 wow. Fet life is the place. Wow, wow, wow. Talk about genital torture in subspace. Wow, 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 wow. We share our kinky thrills. Wow, wow, wow. With perverts from around the world. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, perverted podcast talking about FetLife, motherfucker. For
1: your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. And this week we have a post... From our friend Paige Turner, who happens to be one of our resident authors. Has given us blanket permission. I don't know why I haven't pulled stuff from her before. Oh, I know. Because just like Ferris, she has ridiculously long but amazing posts that are always difficult for me to cut up. Ah. But, ah, ah. And this, this time she wrote a pretty, one that was relatively easy that you had found, Boogie. It's called, I Thought, Be Friends First was silly relationship advice until it accidentally happened to me. Hmm. And she says, I used to be a person who scoffed at the advice that it was better to be friends first with those you date. It seemed rather untenable. Why wouldn't you start dating someone right away if you felt a strong spark? Why wait? And wouldn't it be kind of weird to date your friends after knowing them for a while? I was quite skeptical and I thought it was silly. I met a guy that I found very physically attractive at a time when I was polysaturated and he himself was busy. I ended up establishing a friendship with him anyway. And the more we talked, the more I realized we had in common. And not just superficial stuff, but deep stuff, things that mattered, our values aligned eerily well. And before I knew it, he'd basically become my best friend. About a year after, we went out to dinner, and it went so well that he eventually became my boyfriend and then my husband. But the most surprising part of it all is that he never stopped being my friend, and I never stopped being his. The reality is that I had already seen peaks of how he could be when he was at his worst, and he got the same information about me. I knew what I was getting into. It's just not the same dating a stranger you met online and hadn't had enough time to really get to know. I tried. I honestly did, but the experience has been so difficult that I treat it these days as a last resort. Kathy. Uh-huh.
0: Very interesting post, and yep. and I had a great time reading it and pontificating, ponder some of those other P words uh, <laughs> around this. Because some of the comments were really good because I tried to read some of the comments and see what other people say. I don't know if it was the original poster or one of the commenters that talked about one of the examples that they gave about not knowing, like, this person met a guy who they got along really good, and they started dating, I guess, right away, but they didn't know how they were in public, and the guy in public was like a complete asshole to people or something. And so it was like, I just found out like there's always these things that you're going to find out. There's like all of these things that you check off before it's too late. But you can't if you just kind of jump into that relationship. Like, how are they going to be socially? How are they going to if you have to introduce them to family, you know, core beliefs, things like that. And I hear a lot of people talk about that in negative experiences. But then I'm like, well, how many times have I actually waited Before starting a relationship with somebody And other than Like with Mew we didn't have sex For five months I guess that kind of counts Like we still played and we were still doing things And then one of the Girlfriends that I first had when I got in the lifestyle We didn't have sex Until we had committed to a relationship Which was like you know A month and a half or something like that But other than that I don't have an example Of this but I have a lot of thoughts about this but have you
1: ever had this situation? For me, it's it's common to be that there. Uh, I, I'm not somebody who who can have sexual relationships easily with someone without getting to know them. I'm I'm just not. I'm demisexual, and who the person is doesn't just have a little to do with my sexual arousal. It has everything to do with it. I I cannot get sexually interested in someone unless I know them. So it's it's a bit of a handicap, frankly. So. Um, To me, that this post doesn't really, um, it doesn't speak to me at all, of course, because I can't see any other way of doing it. And it's not due to my, uh, uh, I don't know, some determination on my part to only sleep with people I'm friends with. It's just the way I'm wired. I I actually wish I wasn't because it would be kind of cool to be able to have one night stands. It just leaves me cold and dry. I, I can't, I can't stand it. So um and I'm, lo- and I was reading this post and I'm looking back at all my relationships and yeah, pretty much all my significant relationships. I knew the person for quite a while at the uh, very least. God, the, the shortest I knew someone was three months before we started, you know, and we didn't go all the way. It was, uh, that one was, uh, there was a lot of exploring at first. So, um, yeah, hard for me to put myself in someone else's, uh, Place who doesn't do it that way because I have zero experience with it.
0: So, in other words, that's what you do all the time. So that's why this post—the what you're saying you didn't relate to—was how it was strange to the poster to have this be because you're like that. Every, yeah. Every time. Okay, that makes sense because you're. Like- I can't
1: personally relate to it because I don't understand. I, I've never experienced it before. Intellectually, I can 100% ex- understand it because, as I said, if if I had the ability to do that. I would absolutely take it. Uh, not every relationship that you embark on is going to be the one. So I don't, I don't necessarily see if you weren't me and I didn't have this compulsion that I have to get to know somebody first. Um, I, I wouldn't really let that hold me back unless I were on the hunt for the one then my goal is different, right? and then I absolutely want to get to know them. But I don't know that that's the goal every time you meet somebody. Well,
0: I think that's really interesting that you point that out because it. so many people get hung up, and getting a little bit away from the demisexual part, so many people are hung up on the one or punching the clock or I'm supposed to be in this relationship at this time that they kind of shoot themselves in the foot and not get into relationships that have also developed because some relationships that even start out is like, well, this isn't maybe I, we don't relate as the one, Um, but we're going to get into this relationship. Some of those relationships, like especially me and Mew, we've been doing this now for six years. It's our own type of relationship, but that relationship started. And I talked to her about it this morning and she laughed. That relationship started as there is no way in hell you are ever going to be my boyfriend. There is no way in hell I am ever going to have sex with you. There is no way in hell you're ever. I can't bring you to my family. I can't. It was It was established what that this was not a boyfriend, girlfriend, nor would it ever be. And as we and I'm just like, well. I get out of you amazing things of what I get out of you. And you're an interesting person. Totally understand you be you. And then I started, of course, slipping the drugs into her drinks, you know, over time, over time, over time, over time. And eventually the oxytocin kicked in and she's like, why do I want to be in a relationship with this fucker? Um, (laughs) But no, what was, so is kind of the opposite, you know, being okay with that get-to-know-you process obviously developed into just a, an amazing relationship that has taken on many forms and is now in a very different form right now. Intellectually looking at this post, that you can absolutely see that you minimize risk. Because the poster talked very specifically about that. I now know how this person reacts in a, in a bad situation. I know when they're not in their best light. Like when you become friends with somebody after a while, you start to see their good and bad points. Right. Which if you just jump into a relationship, then obviously you're going to be surprised. Like the the one person said about, yeah, he was great one on one and a complete antisocial asshole in public. Right. So there I totally agree at these benefits and I don't think I'm opposed necessarily to those things because I do I'm okay with rejection I don't like it it's it sucks and it feels bad but I've had a number of people that rejected me and then maybe we didn't get into a relationship but but ended up playing after a couple years of knowing them
1: that's true you know there's a a, a, an advantage to failing (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) that you're
1: no longer afraid of it
0: right right and, and totally it does sometimes that. work out. But then again, on the other hand, getting to that, well, how can I make this relate to the listener that doesn't? Because like Bunny and I, we pretty much had sex the first date um, and it was awesome and it is still awesome. And I still that was like almost three years ago or more than three years ago. And we are mm-hmm. still um, once again, that relationship, you know, has has taken its own shape. But there's still a lot of love there, and it's been an amazing relationship, even though we did just jump right into to dating. But I think the important thing is, is if you are dedicated to staying with people that are good communicators, then ultimately, whether you start dating or be friends for a while, you have a better chance of staying in that relationship. You have a better chance of that relationship turning into something that's valuable, even if it transforms into something else or ends because people are always worried like, oh, I don't want to start dating my friend because I'm afraid I'm going to lose the friendship. Right. But if you're in a position to where you have because because it's the same with a relationship, if you have good communication in that relationship, all of my almost all of my past relationships, that door is wide open. And we still communicate, some people, some more than others. But because we had that communication, the relationship didn't have to end shitty. It ended for whatever reasons it ended. Mm -hmm. and, And that's still available. So I think if you're good communicators and you make that your mandatory, you know, make or break, then I think you have a better chance of that relationship going regardless of whether you are friends for a certain amount of time for it.
1: Yeah, that's those are good examples. Uh, you, you with uh, Mew not having sex for a while and instead with Bunny having sex right away. You just never know where it's going to go. And they both turned out to be great relationships.
0: They absolutely did. Now then, um, I would always prefer that my dick is involved as quickly as possible. Naturally. At naturally. And uh, just wanted to say that, like if there's women out there, because, you know, there's hordes of 300 episodes. We got some fans. There's there's some women folk out there that <laughs> women
1: folk. Are they beating down your they, door?
0: Well, they, I don't have a a permanent door, so they don't know where to go. <laughs> it's not like them driving down the street and they're like, we found them. We found them. Um, (laughs) but I just want you to know, uh, I don't like doing that and, uh, I don't really want to do that anymore. Uh, I'm too old. I really don't want a relationship. I mean, to be honest. And I think that that ultimately is the best way to find a good relationship. I have never in my life found a good relationship when I am trying to find a good relationship. I have never because you're forcing it, you're punching, you're, you're you're settling, you're lowering your bar, you're trying to fit people into categories that they don't fit in because you're punching a clock and you're trying to find the one and you have less of a rejection rate because you're like, shit, my clock is running. So I think it's very unauthentic to yourself to try to find a soulmate or whatever instead of just meeting people and letting those relationships build how they build.
1: Right. Plus, you're you.
0: Yes, I don't know what that means. And but
1: it—that's you are a guy, and you are a self-proclaimed predator. Right. So of course you want to going to want to stick your dick in as soon as possible.
0: Yes, but yes, but even even if I didn't, I don't think you should ever look for a soulmate.
1: I don't think that is, that's a. Oh man, I I don't like um. I don't like bringing anybody down, but I think that's just a fucking recipe for disaster.
0: It is. I've never seen it. First off, the idea that there's only one person that you can physiologically connect with or emotionally connect with, you've now just destroyed. And we've talked about this a lot of yeah. times, and you had really strong feelings. Mm-hmm. You automatically destroy the potential for many amazing relationships. Because you're so specific about what you want, you're not really even concerned about another human being connecting. Right? You're just punching your clock, and this person fits the category. Okay, great. Happily ever after. You know, cut to credits. Mm-hmm. Fuck you! It's a fucking it's a death trap. It's a trap
1: it's
0: a trap it's a trap
2: it's a trap trap. happy 300th episode hi Kathy hi Boogie it's Paddle Bob here from the UK who'd have thought three years on we've had bugs we've had hail we've had hurricanes we've had all kinds of weird stuff going on never mind all the wonderful kink positive stuff thanks for the support thanks for being there for us guys let's keep it running
1: Hi, it's Mandy. I always like how uh, straightforward and honest the hosts are with each other and with everyone.
0: Hey, it's Wet. Uh, really enjoy hearing Boogie and Kathy go back and forth like an old-fashioned married couple.
1: I, th- I think you need to start working out with your tongue a little bit more. It
0: has been a long time since I have <laughs> fucking pleasured a woman with my mouth. Oh wow. my god. Even,
1: be- even behind a-, a shower curtain? Even behind, oh my God, I would kill. Like, hey, hey,
0: you in the drive thru. Hey, hey, uh, 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 uh.
1: Stop molesting people uh, in the drive thru. I'm
0: just literally looking at the window. Okay, they just looked at me. Sorry, that was awkward. <laughs> uh huh.
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh. See what happens.
0: And the police are coming. Kathy, I have questions for you because now we're okay. going to do something we haven't done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Remember this segment? There's always a kink you don't know about yet, so let's learn one now on Fetish Roulettes. Yeah. Kathy? Yes, Boogie? Does solar radiation make you crave vaginal violation? Oh my god. Does the sun in the sky make your clitoris say, hi? Ow. Does sunburn on a guy's worm make him yearn to find a hole to dump his sperm?
1: Oh, my God. It's horrible.
0: If you said yes to any of these, Kathy, you may have a fetish called actirassi. <laughs> actirassi. switchress. Fuck it. Arousal <laughs> by the sun's rays and a fetish for either masturbating or having sex. In the sun is our fetish roulette today. We haven't done fetish roulette in a long time, Kathy.
1: It has been a tremendously long time.
0: But we're bringing it back because that's just the kind of rock stars that we are. So, this was a really good one. The thing, one of the reasons that we stopped doing fetish roulette is because there's these fetishes that are listed and they're all listed in urban dictionaries, but there's very little study and research. On any of the fetishes, like we've had a, a dendrophilia, the attraction to trees. Uh, we had a lot of really cool ones. So I really try to find things that I can at least find some stuff. And I don't know if you ever heard this because I know my personal experience, Kathy. I, I know a lot of women that say they get horny in sunlight, like when they lay out. Um, I have a friend that masturbates every time and she's hot, too. She masturbates Ooh. every time she goes in a tanning booth because it just it arouses her and i've heard this for years do you get turned on in the sun
1: uh okay so i am going to say that when i saw what that we were going to be talking about i thought oh that's weird because i don't think i've ever gotten sexually aroused but i have got i uh, i have gotten sensually aroused because i am a total i love i love impact play i do But I love more sensation play. Mm -hmm. And the reason is that the skin being the largest, largest organ in the body has tremendous capacity for making you feel all kinds of different things all along the spectrum. Yes. So since I was young in my teens, when I had a, a young, fit, pretty body, I loved being out in the sun. And it wasn't. It, I, I'm going to, of course, I'm going to say it's for many reasons. You're young, you look good, you want to put on a bikini, right. uh, being at the beach feels good. There are all kinds of reasons why you love doing that. But there was always at the core of all of that, I just loved the sensation of the sun on my skin hmm. because it played, all, it, it was like if you're doing any kind of sexual play with somebody, what you're feeling is going to be relegated to the area in which you're someone is playing you on sure uh, if they're touching your legs if they're touching your breasts your neck your if they're kissing you it's your lips but when you're lying in the sun it's like the sun is rubbing its hands all over you every part of your body oh. that that sun is shining on oh, it's yeah. amazing and i can remember one time Specific. i mean i loved it i always loved it i've always loved the way the sun feels on my skin as i got older i realized yeah you just fucking ruined your skin because now you're an old fat lady and look at all the damage the sun did i'm all god damn it but i don't care i would have done it i still would have gone down in back in time and done it anyway because it feels amazing and i can remember one time being in my bedroom taking a nap and I just happened happened to be the time of the day and the time of year where the sun oh, was shining into my window. Do
0: it, do it, Kathy. While
1: I, while I was half asleep, you know, in that lovely half asleep, half awake, dreamy state where you know what's going on. And the sun, it was perfect, Boogie, because the sun wasn't actually hitting my face. So I wasn't, it wasn't that uncomfortable. Oh, get the sun out of my eyes. I have to have my sunglasses on. Yes, go on, go and- on there were people in the house. I could, I knew that they were there, but my door was closed and I just felt so wonderful. I felt like I was being cradled by the sun. And to this day, it's not the most powerful orgasm I've ever had, but it was the most, the easiest and quickest that I've ever had because I just, it just felt so good that I just reached down and went at it, and within a couple of minutes I was done, and I just breathed a sigh of relief and just rolled over and went back to sleep in the sun. And I I just woke up feeling so refreshed. I will never forget that day. It just everything happens so easily. Wow,
0: dear penthouse, <laughs> like Neil, <laughs> like I could just see Neil deGrasse Tyson jerking off right now, listening to your story. What? Oh yeah.
1: Why Neil deGrasse Tyson?
0: Well, because, you know, astrophysics and he's all about the, you know, stars and astronomy and, you know, suns and stuff Uh, like that. And just picturing this, you know, this evil, dominant, life-giving sun reaching down and just wrapping its little flamey arms all around this young, horny vixen and going, oh, play with yourself for daddy, son. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh my
0: God. Wait, there's a person sitting next to me. They're looking at me strangely.
1: Stop doing that. You're going to get in trouble. Well,
0: I might have touched my dick, so whatever. Um, oh. But here's the thing about the sun that I'm sure, I would love to hear more stories about this. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. How Do you get aroused by sun? Have you masturbated in the sun? Have you had sex in the sun? There was actually a lot of very validating research on this because, of course... Studies have shown spring and summer, higher sex drives because more sun equals uh, more vitamin D processing in your system. With guys, uh, vitamin D is directly associated with your testosterone levels. Uh, In women, there is a hormone uh, that's released um, that affects your sexuality that's released uh, by exposure to sunlight, and it's a melanocyte-stimulating hormone msh and so which makes a lot of sense because i more hear women talk about um their sexuality in the sun than men i i hear women talk about the sun all the time where i don't you know maybe i'll hear a guy be like oh yeah i like being out in the sun but women tend to have more of a relationship with that sunbathing and tanning uh, I think, than men. And maybe it's because that hormone is released and it creates more serotonin is released in sunlight, which is a feel-good uh, hormone. So there's actually a lot to it. There's even one study, uh, and where was it? A Boston State Hospital reported 15 to 20 minutes of sun equals 120% increase in testosterone. Now listen to this. huh. Sun directly on your junk increases your testosterone level 200%. Yowza. So if you go into the sun and flip on your back and uh, tan your uh, junk and butthole, which there's a whole thing called like butthole sun yoga thing where like people just the poor fucking sun has to just look down and see humans laying on their back, spread eagle, trying to get sunlight on their assholes. And it's just the poor son just wanted to masturbate young women. And now all of a sudden, oh, it's just a poor
1: son. It's just
0: everyone, everyone's butthole, just whatever. But there is a lot to it. So, um, but as far as the fetish, I don't know where the fetish comes in. Like, maybe it's like, oh, every time. You're in direct sunlight, you get an erection, and you can't control yourself, or, you know. Mm. So, pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. If you understand this as a fetish, we'd like to hear about it and talk about it again. But it is nice to know that something that I've heard about for a long time, that there is actually a lot of physiology to it. Hmm. That story, though, Kathy...
1: Hey, everybody, it's Path Girl, and I wanted to say, Kathy and Boogie, congratulations on your 300th episode. That is an amazing accomplishment. On a personal note, I really wanted to thank you guys for helping me through some of the darkest times in my life by making me laugh my ass off and also tackling so many difficult topics, which make me have hard conversations with myself and my partners, making both my kinky and vanilla lives so much better. So from the bottom of my little black gothy heart, thank you for all that you do for us listeners. It makes me
2: proud to say... I take it hard from the Church of Cog. Love you guys.
1: Perverted mailbox, bitch, what you gotta say? I got mail, Boogie.
0: Kathy, Kathy. I want to hear that mail. Uh, Give, a little, little, little <laughs> Give us a mail, Perverted Mailbox. 300 episodes, Kathy. I, Woo.
1: It is. I have an email from Jenny Bean. I love that name. Who says... Listening to perverted podcasts has completely changed my outlook on my sexuality. For the first time in my life, having fantasies about weird shit is not only okay, but entirely normal and to be celebrated and enjoyed. But you know what? With that comes a responsibility because in order to be satisfied, I have to communicate. I have to open my mouth, take a breath, and expel the air into words. Yes. Obviously, communication can happen in other ways. But if I can't say, stop, I don't like that, then playing isn't going to be fun. It'll simply add to the trauma that's already arisen because of my inability to communicate. But Perverted Podcast has given me both the language to begin talking and the belief that what I want is allowed. I want to send you all the most heartfelt thanks. You have impacted my life for the better, and I truly am so grateful. You say you're not therapists, but you've done more for me in this area of my life than a therapist ever could. We <laughs> are the rapists. It is, we are not. <laughs> it is true. Bakura wrote to us. He says, to, to start, I want you to know that my partner and I are in an open relationship, and we have discussed this situation. There's a woman that I'm attracted to who's attracted to me, and the subject of physical relationships have come up more than a few times. I try to be very open-minded, and I consider myself hetero-flexible. Anyway, this woman is married, and her husband knows about me, and she brought up the idea of doing a scene where he would instruct me on how to dom her, and that actually sounded kind of hot to me, and I thought it would be an interesting scene. Then she started talking about him joining into a physical sexual relationship with the two of us because he's bisexual too. When I started writing up this email, I thought I was going to ask for advice on what I should do. However, as I write this out and I say it out loud, I realize I already know. I was asked to do something that sounded hot and I was all for it. Then I was asked to do something that I was uncomfortable with and really had no interest in. Felt a lot like the terms of the scene kept changing in a way that made me uncomfortable. So it's less that I need advice and more that I'm letting you know I've decided this is one of those situations that I'm uncomfortable with and that I'm not going to force myself into. It's not like it would be my first time in a three-way with another man. It's more about knowing that I'm uncomfortable and it's okay to say that I am uncomfortable. Absolutely. I did all that through voice to text. Felt good to really talk about it, even if I'm not really actively talking with you at the moment. Boogie, Kathy, thank you for all your help in this situation. Oh, I feel much better. You know what? I don't think we actually even needed to be here for this conversation. But see, we're that's the thing about
0: perverted podcasts. That's that's how good we are. Shit, we're so good. <laughs> Bitch, we just there. We just there with you. We like that look. We're for ca- fucking kazoo and shit on your shoulder.
1: Hello, fatso. (laughs) Hello,
0: dum-dum. Maybe you shouldn't do that if you're not into it. You should be more comfortable with yourself. No, that's not how we are. But it it is the purpose of the Church of Cock is accountability. Because the message goes out every week. And we find new shit to talk about. And it's usually surrounding identity... Self actualization, being okay with yourself, communicating, and we just repetition, repetition, repetition. And that's the sermon. That's the weekly sermon. But what is really effective about the Church of Cock is that it is a family of accountability. You feel because we do this every week, and some people have been with us since very, very early on, that it really is like, We're there with you. All of those sermons, all of that repetitive, you know, pounding in your head to be okay with your stuff and and be able to speak for yourself. It just gives you that confidence in that moment where normally you would be on your own. And I think that's what's cool about having a show.
1: It really is. It was kind of funny to watch him go through this whole cycle all by himself, where he started asking the question and then he pretty much answered it himself. And then he figured, eh, I'll email the Melly Way to tell them what I had thought of. But you know what? Maybe that's kind of cool. Like you said, we're the angel and the, the, the devil on his shoulder.
0: That's, see that? I, I actually like that better than Kazoo. That's it. So <laughs> am I the devil? Because uh, you surely well, fluctuate. <laughs> You oh
1: no! I'm perfect and an angel all the time. You
0: are a pathological liar in this moment, what? and in complete denial about the reality that is said, Kathy. Absolutely, don't dare you? How dare you? You are quite a devil sometimes. <laughs> Not exactly a term. I mean, is pain in the ass equate to devil? I don't know exactly <gasps> if that's the same. But if you could be the angel and pain in the ass, you know, that could be good. That's the thing. Uh,
1: okay. I mean, hey, it's the Church of Cock. We can do whatever we <laughs> want. So.
0: You're like, I'm an angel. And now I'm just going to go and start poking you with a needle in your ass until you do something <laughs> different in your person. What?
1: Angels do that?
0: <laughs> I don't want to be sodomized by an angel. <laughs> It'll be like that sparrow gangbang. They got their wings and they're like, let me fuck you. Let me fuck you. Let me, oh my God. This is angel rape. Is that a new thing? Angel (laughs) gangbang rape. That's what we're now doing. Well, this God thing didn't work out because it's kind of a myth, but we still exist. There's still angels and they're very rapey like dolphins. Oh
1: my God. Oh, like the pigeons getting their pigeons for their <laughs> sparrow squeegee, squidgy, squeegee, squeegeeing all over Ew, the poor pigeon female. angel spooch. <laughs> Gross. It's in my eye.
0: It's Ew. tastes like holy water, blaspheme, show 300. Disgusting.
2: <laughs> Perverted podcast listener segue.
0: Uh, 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 enigma. Uh, uh, uh enigma you are fucking enigma psycho fucking enigma enigma i am so happy to talk to you today i am very happy to talk to you boogie it's been a little while it has been a little while god damn it not only is it amazing because here you are with us on show 300 but mm-hmm. but we're actually going to do because it's like To the Perverted Podcast listeners, you know, Enigma does social Enigma, which is like the current events and stuff that's going on sexually in the world. And that's great. But I'm like, you know, Enigma has no street cred right now because it's like (laughs) it's a pandemic and we're always talking about you jerking off in your masturbation chair. And I'm like, the listeners need to know that at some point in space and time, Enigma was a sexual rock god gangster.
2: It's true. They, they, they need to know.
0: They need to understand this. So I'm like, well, let's do a little, you know, for show 300, let's up Enigma's game. Okay. Because you got a story. You uh, you, had, you had written about something where you talked about um, co-topping with a certain person and then it turned into like some ooh-la-la. Yes. So let's talk about that.
2: Alright, sure. So uh, this all happened back in Texas where I'm from and at the time I was in a poly tryout with these two other girls and the way the the, the way the dynamic kind of worked, it was me and this other girl we were both switches and then the third person was a uh, bottom. And so we'd kind of been talking about stuff and we'd kind of been casually playing but we'd haven't we hadn't had like a scene, a dedicated scene for the three of us. So what we did is we went to this uh, party. They call it Primal. It's just this outdoor play party. This guy kind of set up kind of an outdoor dungeon with like a couple of crosses. He, he built like a Kong style thing where you can like hang a girl or a partner, or whoever, <laughs> like between two posts. It's it's and then and then you have like a couple of campfires and grilling and stuff. So like it's it, it's a pretty fun time. Also, people tend to camp out. So like you do kink and then you get to. Uh, camp out with your with your people, so the three of us decided to do this. And Boogie, when I say that it, this was just kind of a almost magical evening, I like. So we we got our partner, we got the sub up on the cross, and then just me and my other the, the switch partner, just like the fluidity of the vibe. Like I would do stuff to the sub, and then she would come over and she would start doing stuff and it the, like not many words were spoken just like this beautiful like going with the sounds going with the noises going like going from sharp to thuddy like I, I'm was way more gentler of a of a top than she, than my, my the sw- other switch is so she like I would do like nice stuff and then she would come in and be brutal <laughs> good and cop it was just bad like... cop <laughs> it was it was very much good cop bad cop <laughs> um, and I, I don't want to. I don't know how long we were up there. It had to have been like thirty minutes or some thirty minutes to an hour um, of just going back and forth and torturing our, our poor little girl. And then uh, she got to a she called red, and so we stopped. We slowly, like, very, very cu- kindly, like, put everything away, and we're like, "All right, let's let's go and and just hang out with like the the people for a little while." Um, and so we went to the campfire and we ate a little bit and we drank a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I mean like 10 minutes. And then it was like, all right, I think we're going to go to the tent for for more aftercare. Yes. And so the three of us went to the tent and immediately clothes were off. And it was just a a a delightful evening of orgasms and kissing and vaginas and my penis and it was just a beautiful <sighs> evening of, of sex. And what was even more fun was like at as we're playing, like we would stop and like there were other people camping too and it became this almost like leapfrog of sex. like we would play for a little while. we would inspire other people who are sleeping in their tent to get get going and so they would start having sex and then that would inspire somebody else to have sex and it would come back around to us so like it was just a fun night of shenanigans um and then the, the most memorable part for, or like the whole thing was pretty memorable but it was just really funny to like get up in the morning with like the few other people who were left by the time we woke up and i was just sitting there like drinking water and the the switch because the our bottom was a very good bottom Went and like sh- she started like taking down the tent and taking down uh like putting all of our stuff away and the 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 switch partner just comes over and i'm, I'm of course kilted because if you don't know me well like that's that's usually my kink garb as i'm in a kilt. that's the jam that's my jam And I, she walks over to me and I'm just like standing there just like uh, drinking water or something, whatever drinks they had in the morning. And she just walks over and just like slips her hand under my, under my kilt and just starts stroking me. It's like, good morning, honey. Yes. And it was just.
0: Yes. That is so much. Yes. From the flow. Like, I know what you're talking about because usually co-topping because like, you know, Bunny was more of a switch and and coming into her switchy side where she liked the top. And then, of course, Mew and a lot of the other partners were more like they like bottoms. So when it gets to that point to where you're already kind of in a thing with each other, but you start getting into that flow of co-topping together where it just naturally kind of happens and when you said we didn't even have to say a lot of words i'm like yes yes the flow thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is an amazing amazing so now i think what's really cool about hearing this story not just because it's the fact that we know you don't just jack off in a chair (laughs) i think that's very important for our listeners to know But what's important is because you and I are kind of in the same boat where you and I, during the pandemic, are both isolated from our partners, whereas some people are isolated with their partners, so they still get to have that intimacy. So you and I are like the other people out there that are kind of, I don't want to be all butthurt, but we're kind of a little lonely. (laughs) And I think it's important to kind of relive some of those great moments, where not just about fucking or getting off, but just talking about the flow and intimacy of play that we have had, and knowing that we are capable to have that again.
2: Oh, absolutely! That totally makes sense. Like, there's there's a there are orgasms with other people at the end of the rainbow, and and we will all get there soon. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. My. Um, it looks like because of my my job, I can, I, I will be able to get the vaccine in the next within the next month. So that's really exciting. Uh, I can put that on my dating profiles. It's like, hey, I'm vaccinated. How
0: the hell so, did you get a vaccine? You're a kid. You're a whippersnapper.
2: I'm a delivery driver. Oh
0: god damn
2: it! For with I, I deliver food.
0: God damn. Well, good for you. At least you're going to be back on the market probably sooner than I am. I'm now literally butthurt, <laughs> but, but God damn it. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Enigma. I'm really excited to see you get back in action. And I've known you've been a big pervert for a long time. Uh, but it's nice that the perverted audience gets to hear some of your shenanigans from the past. And once again, look forward to us getting back in action here in the future with brand new sexy stories to tell the listeners
2: i, I definitely look forward to, to sharing all of the shenanigans that will be happening as as soon as possible
0: we we, we, we are going to end the show but before we do our show end i have to play you the final greeting from not only our listeners but our glorious show sponsor Headley, who has been there for Headed. us as all of our patrons have been there for us but just a little bit extra as the show sponsor and here is what Headley had to share with us
2: if every episode were a bubble of champagne i would shake my bottle like a horse in rains If every episode were a tin-foil hat, I would orbit gonads around boobaloid fat. If every episode were a jellyfish in a bra, I would electrify myself in negligee in a French boudoir. If every episode were a sail on a ship, I would blow my wad at each thrust of the hip... If every episode were a bale of hay, I would spin the gold into a collar for pet play. So many more pee episodes let's hear, for Kathy and Boogie get better each year.
1: Okay, <laughs> Oh my god, I can't tell you how much I just squeed listening to that. That I mean, thank you so much for joining us for Perverted Podcast Show 300. You know, normally I'd do my usual poorly disguised attempt at humility and ask you all to maybe chip in to help out the show. But today on this epic show, I'm going to give you all a break and just say you have all made mine and Boogie's days better and filled with purpose by allowing us into your lives once a week. To that, I say thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners, especially our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to uh, talk to us or ask us any questions, please don't hesitate to email at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or visit us on fetlife.com on our group and our... Oops, our profile... (laughs) (laughs) Appropriately called Perverted Podcast. I actually forgot the name of our profile. Duh! It's Perverted Podcast!
0: 300 episodes, Kathy. I think what we have proven (laughs) for 300 episodes is that at no point in history, going forward, going backward, have we ever once, even for a second, been a mainstream professional podcast. We have we, no. we have been a cyclone train wreck for 300 episodes and it just I had so many visions of what this show was going to be and cyclone perverted train wreck is just what it has to be uh-huh. I, of course I always want to get better and I always want to try to thrive. To do better things for the listeners And, and grow But ultimately What we do is, is just build that island So we can all be together And just like we see week after week And letter after letter That we just be together as a family Navigating a crazy life Of misery, suffering, laughter And hopefully good moments And that's it That's the trick mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. just together doing this every week. I don't know how many weeks more this is going to go on. We've done three hundred. I guess fuck it, Kathy. Do you want to do three hundred one next week?
1: What the hell, boogie? Let's uh, in for a penny, in for a pound. Let's do three hundred one.
0: Well then, God damn it, we will do our best to see you guys next week for three hundred one. <laughs> Children of dysfunctional families unite. Children of dysfunctional families unite. Did your dad get drunk and beat the crap out of you? Well that makes us bros, cause my dad did that shit too. Does every holiday gathering end when the police show up and take someone in your family to jail? Does your mom sabotage everything you try to do in life Because she's jealous that you're still young and hot And she's getting old with sagging titties Did your emo brother fake at least five suicide attempts Is your grandpa hooked on prescription Prescription meds Children of dysfunctional dysfunctional families unite. unite Children of dysfunctional families unite. Did your sister worry every month because a period was late?
1: Did your cousin start fires and And
0: masturbate? At night, can you hear your bulimic sister off in the distance, gagging into the toilet and crying, I want to be a cheerleader?
1: Did your dad drain your college savings to buy
2: fake boobs for some hooker he was banging behind your mother's back?
0: Did your grandma dig through the neighbor's trash when you were nine? Did your uncle teach you how to smoke hash? Children of dysfunctional families, unite! Unite! Of dysfunctional families unite. Has every room in the house had a fist through the door? Your brother gets three girls pregnant
1: because you a whore? Oh hell no!
2: Dad tried to hit on all your high school friends in hopes of getting a blowjob, and one of them actually did it?
0: Does your aunt keep the head of her cat that died in the freezer next to the fish sticks? Join us. Your family's gonna suck, probably forever, so we might as well all be fucked up together. Children of Dysfunctional Families Unite unite. Children of Dysfunctional Families Unite Children of Dysfunctional Families Unite of Dysfunctional Families Unite Children of Dysfunctional Families Unite